Hello and welcome to the Spiritualized Podcast. This is your host, Jess Fenton, and today we're diving into the realm of manifestation from the perspective of a highly evolved level of consciousness. We're talking about the stages of full surrender into the feminine and what that looks like in the form of authenticity. Now, I've been speaking a little bit about this in previous episodes, but I want to dive really deep into this because we're going down and down and down into the frequency level. We're going super deep today. And what I'll say is this episode is not for everybody. The way of working with manifestation in the truest form of authenticity means that if that pre-work, that purification hasn't been done beforehand, this might be a little bit too much for the nervous system to handle. What I'll be suggesting you do in this episode for those who are working at a certain level, who are ready to fully release into their true authenticity, will require a letting go that is at a level most people can't let go at. It's It requires a really strong nervous system and if there's a a need for something to happen, there's a need for manifestation to take place, uh, this can put too much pressure onto the nervous system and cause issues. It can cause a lot of stress. So this episode is not for everybody. Feel free to listen and to what I'm going to say but understand where you are in your own journey and whether you're ready for this or not. So we delve into the realm of authenticity. And this is not authenticity as in surface level authenticity, where it's like, yeah, I'm authentic. Uh, This is a deep, deep, deep dive into the frequency of authenticity. This means we have to go deeper and deeper and deeper into our shadow and to see it, and to be okay with it, and to get comfortable with it, because mostly people won't want to see this level of their shadow, and we're all working in this shadow aspect, trying to observe where it is we are out of, out of alignment from our own authenticity, where is that mask still showing? If we're looking at the individuation process, this is a part of the individuation process where we are coming into full maturity and that means letting go of some aspects of uh, our identity, our identity that is not true to who we are because that's it's a lack of authenticity, those areas where we've been holding the mask that stop the manifestations just being there. This is a place of absolute effortlessness in manifestation. And it's very much working through the feminine. Of course, the masculine is there. But as I say, we're going on a deep dive down into the frequency of authenticity. It's reminding me of the deep 
the free divers that go super deep. So what happens is they have no breathing equipment and as you know they've got the big flippers on and they go so deep down into the ocean and it's very meditative down there it's a transcendental experience it's another layer of consciousness that it that they experience and I think it's the film the big blue that experiences or that shows this um this thing of this deep dive but for some reason this deep dive into authenticity is making me think of that deep dive into the deep blue ocean with no breathing equipment and you've got to be super relaxed as that diver as relaxed as can be no panic whatsoever knowing that you'll be safe of course there's this moment that everything could go wrong and it um there's also something at that just before that point that everything could go wrong there's also the point of sheer bliss of another state of consciousness and so that's where i see this this dive into authenticity going because what i'm asking you to contemplate is where you're holding on to the breath of life. I'm not sure if that's really the right words, but where are you holding on and not fully letting go, fully trusting, fully surrendered? And as we go through this episode, I'm going to give you practical ways to see that, see where we all are out of authenticity. And where we start with this is the seven deadly sins. Now, this isn't coming from a place of religion or heaviness it's just to observe what it is that you need what is it that you need in your external reality to help you feel safe to help you feel human and that you're looked after and that you're taken care of that you're part of uh, the human experience whatever it is you need a lot of this is coming through the seven deadly sins and that's when we come into vanity. We come into opening ourselves up into our lack of authenticity because as we leave our inner realm and venture out into the external reality, now we have to go along with the rules of what the external re reality uh, uh, create for us. So in the last episode, I think right at the end, I was giving an analogy, which often people don't stay to the end of a podcast episode, but some of the best uh, nuggets, some of the best pieces of wisdom in the spirit. So I want to just give you this analogy, which should be quite helpful. And it's around your, the inner realm your inner self, which everything is there. There is nothing you need on the external. And yet we keep venturing out of our inner realm into the external to go and find what it is we need. And then that's when we enter the seven deadly sins and allow our souls to be sold for whatever it is. And that, again, might seem dramatic. It's not intended to be dramatic. We are 
selling ourselves at some level all of the time in order to survive. That's the transaction I've been talking about when we're giving and taking and we're under the influence of these invisible social contracts that if I take care of you, you can then take care of me. If I love you, then you love me. If I make you happy, then you can make me happy. And we now give our power away. And that includes our manifesting power. And now, of course, in that external reality, you can accumulate a lot. You can accumulate incredible wealth, attention, fame, whatever it is people want, which I'm going to be speaking against why that's not a good idea. But all of that is attainable in the external reality for a price. And it usually involves an addiction to what you have attained, and it will never be enough. You'll always need more. And one of the deadly sins, seven deadly sins, is to take more than you need. And of course, we want to look at the nature of balance. So we're going down into the, the feminine, to naturalness, because our authentic self is natural. And maybe I'll get some pushback from you thinking, well, I want all of these amazing things. They're available for everybody. If they've got this amazing thing or they've got that amazing thing, why can't I have it? And we'll we'll delve into that. And this is not an episode about depletion. It's not an episode about individualism. It's the opposite. It's the it's an episode about fertility. It's an episode about being connected to everything. It's an episode about feeling that openness in your heart. So keep listening. It'll all become clear. And here is the analogy. So we've got a cottage. It's in this very, in the depths of a dark wood. And there's lots of trees around. It's in the middle of the night. It's raining. It's howling. It's cold. Can't see anything other than the rustling of the trees. And of course, there's predators out there. And it doesn't feel safe. There's no shelter out there. Uh, there's You have to go and catch your own food, go and hunt, uh, go and be in the elements braving the elements. And yet there's this cottage right in the the heart of these woods. And the cottage is warm. It's glowing. It's cozy. The fire is going. It's got as much food as you need, all this nourishing, beautiful food that you could want. It's got clothes that are, are beautiful, that feel nice on. It has a all a love within a family and partner and everything uh, that feels nourishing to you. There's nothing left out of this cottage. Everything is there. And yet everything is in that cottage, but we go and open the door and to the outside. And as we open the door, it the, the door just flings open. It takes... It's just so blustery and the wind is loud and the rain is just heavy. And yet we venture out into it, even though we've got everything in the cottage that we need. Safety, warmth, 
love, connection, everything is there. But we go out anyway. And then the door slams behind us. And now we're outside. And we've got to fend for ourselves. We've got to go and find some shelter. We've got to go and find the food. We've got to watch out for the predators. We've got to be in a very harsh environment that doesn't feel good to us. And yet that's what reality can present itself as being. In the external reality, we've got to go out there. We've got to go and work and get everything paid and fight for our survival. And we've got to get into these social contracts of, I'll give to you, because maybe we meet someone in the dark cold forest going, oh, could this be a friend? Is it a friend? Is it a foe? I don't know, but I'm going to team up with them anyway. Let's do some sort of social contract that we can take care of each other in case something goes wrong. Never really truly knowing if the person you're teaming up with is the predator. And I know I'm painting a picture that might be like, oh, this is a lot. But just feel into this. As I said, we're going deep, deep, deep into the frequency of authenticity. So this is how reality can be. We have everything we need within us. And yet we venture out into the external into something that is harder, that's just like not, why would we go there when everything is within? And so imagine, you know, cut away from that scene, come back into the warm cottage and receive and be in that authenticity that the cottage is enough. Because why we venture out into that cold, deep, dark forest is because there's something we thought was missing in the cottage. We're like, well, I've got all of this amazing stuff and um, everything I need is here, but there's something missing that's making me think of the Adam and Eve in the Garden of Eden. They had everything, and yet they still took the bite of uh, the fruit, and there was that temptation And so it's the same thing. Everything's in the cottage, but we venture out thinking, no, there must be something else. Maybe who knows what it is, but we come back into the cottage and we come back into our own authenticity of we don't need anything. We don't need to need, excuse me, we don't need to know what's outside the cottage. We don't need to know what's in everyone else's cottage. We don't need to know what things people have what situations they've got going on and it's that that's going to play a big part in this episode of this observation of others we peek out of our cottage and look into the other cottage the other cottage looks a bit bigger it looks a a little bit more cozy it looks different from ours and suddenly there's this envy of like well my cottage is no longer good enough I need that cottage And so we venture out into that harsh reality of the dark, deep, dark woods. But imagine you come back into your cottage and actually you look out the window and you're so pleased that everybody else has their own cottage, that they have the warmth and the glow and the love and the food and the clothes and everything that they could possibly want. Everyone's got their their cottage. 
And there's just a sense of appreciation for everything, that everyone has what they need, that we've got what we need, and it's a beautiful place. And that's authenticity. That's the authenticity of just not needing anything. Don't need anything from anybody. And yet it's that not needing that connects us to everything. As soon as we look to that other cottage with envy, we've now split ourselves. Now we're thinking, hmm, maybe I'll just open this door. Maybe I'll, maybe it's not so bad out there. Let me go and see if I can get this other cottage that looks a little bit bigger. Um, and so there's that splitting. We're now coming out of authenticity. But if we can hold on to that authenticity and not need anything from the external reality, because everything is within us, then when we come to open the door, we open it into springtime, where the woods, there's all the bluebells and tulips, I don't know if you have tulips and woods, but all the bluebells are in full bloom and it's green and it's sunny and all the little animals and rabbits and they're all out in abundance and there's just this pleasant feeling of true abundance in the forest all the creatures so lovely and happy and pleased to see you as you come out in your full authenticity everything given to you so that's where we leave the analogy of how important it is to be in authenticity. So we're combining that analogy of authenticity, of not needing anything outside of us, because it's all within, and combining it with the seven seven sacred seals, (laughs) combining with the seven deadly sins. And again, not not in a heavy religious way, but just as an observation to what is it that we're really looking for in our external reality, what is what is it that we think we need, and that we're searching for in others, or we're searching for in other situations, essentially on that in that sort of hunting type of frequency, and that's the question we have to go so deeply into because the the false self, the inauthentic self, the ego self wants to say that no, that's not how it works, that we are fine, we're authentic, we're amazing, we're just, uh, you know, whatever. But when we look to wanting any sort of fame, any sort of attention, any sort of um, something that someone else has, which is so, it's so rife, I think we do it subconsciously. We're just looking at everyone going, what do you have? What do you have? I want that. I want this. And at the that other end, you have celebrities and the super rich. And then it's like, oh, let's look at these people. Let's see what they've got. Uh, and it's it's always this external focus, which is vanity. Because when you come into your wholeness, into your authenticity, there is no vanity. You don't need any attention. You don't need validation. You don't need followers. You don't need to be famous. You don't need any of it because you're just in authenticity. And of course, there might be this pushback again of going, well, I want a life that has 
uh, a lot of experience and a lot of this and a lot of that. And it's the authenticity that brings everything. It's the authenticity that brings all the abundance. So this is in no way moving into uh, sacrifice or lack or not having anything. This is the opposite. And now we go into more of the metaphysical state of how this works. Because when we're in true authenticity, and that's where the work is, is to see where we're not in authenticity. And, you know, I in the last month as I was doing an experiment with my business in terms of what I was bringing into the business, all of this came through, all of the shadow came up of like, what what is it that I'm I'm doing? And I had to really reflect on that really reflect on some difficult shadow aspects of myself and to to return to authenticity, which is a return to love, to return to the devotion to our own hearts and not needing anything outside of ourselves. And it's this it's this metaphysical component that everything is given. There is nothing nothing that you need to go and get. You only have to express what's on your heart. You only have to do what it is you truly love without that transaction. As soon as there's a transaction involved, then we're now out of authenticity. There's now not that trust we need. There's not that full surrender into I can just be myself. I don't need to be like anybody else. I don't need to have what anyone else has. In this moment, I can just be myself and be happy with what I've got. Now, there was a time where I would really rally against that. You know, the whole gratitude thing was just not for me. Um, And obviously, gratitude is very powerful. But what when I see people doing gratitude lists, every time I tried them, it was just an exercise. I wasn't feeling that deep in my heart. There's been moments of where I've had intense gratitude, and it's a different feeling from writing a gratitude list. It's this, 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 this amazing thing that happens internally, this deep gratitude. It's like a feeling of awe. And so there is something that happens when we do not need anything outside of ourselves that it is provided. And it is provided with ease. It is provided with pleasure. And it is provided in abundance. So how you are turning on that tap of abundance. And yet it's so difficult to do because we're not in the cottage. We're out there in the dark woods, in the rain, in the storm, and we have to come back into the cottage. We have to come back to ourselves. We have to take our focus off the external reality. And so from a practical point of view, who are we looking at going, well, I want what they've got, or I want to do what they're doing, or there's some some form of something going on where we don't feel like we're enough or we don't feel like we have enough. And that might be true on a 
on a surface level, maybe there is something going on in your life where you're like, well, actually, I need this and I need that for my survival. I can't survive without it. And again, that's why this episode's not for everybody, because there's going, I can completely understand that. And if that is still really a strong feeling within, then this episode might be too much for the nervous system in terms of what I'm suggesting to do here. And so we're all in a different space of the spiritual awakening. We're in a different space of our journey. We're at different ages, different experiences. And so we've got to understand where we are. And so this episode is definitely dedicated to those who are really close to letting go really close to surrendering they can feel it in their souls and they can they know what I'm saying here they can feel it at a cellular level and it's just it's just that little little thing that needs to happen to fully release into the complete feminine the divine feminine to allow whatever is going to come to come and be fully trusting in life and even if that means that um you know that doesn't mean you have to have any security there's going to be people who can do work at this level who don't have the security and or the safety in in what we'd say is the external reality and yet there's just this coming to this point of this is it this is where you jump into the void and just release and allow well as that release happens as you move into the void everything comes flooding in where you never have to worry everything is there it's that going back into the forest where it's a beautiful bright day and everything is in abundance everything that you need is right there the cottage has got everything fulfilled filled in or has everything for you so let's go a little bit deeper into authenticity where can we look at the practical aspects of uh, where we're coming out of our own authenticity first it's the observation of others what others have who they are what they're doing it's the it's the taking of other people's energy so it's a projection field we're projecting onto the field of the external reality and we need to pull all of those projections back into our own self so we're pulling all of our energy back and no focus on the external there can be a focus obviously we've got eyes and ears and senses and so we are going to be sensing and noticing the reality but we're not hooking into it we're not hooking in to get something whether it's energy from someone um anything from somebody i've been speaking about love bombing and again it's one of those words where people where people have a um they have an idea of what love bombing is and they'll be immediately be like well that's not me i'm not being love bombed i don't love bomb the love bombing again i'm talking at a at a frequency level 
we manipulate others. Others manipulate us in order to get what they want. Some of the most charming, nicest, kindest people are the ones who are here to take. They need something. They're empty inside. And so they know how to use the charm. They know how to validate. They know how to do all of, they know how to give people what they want. And if you succumb to that, if you succumb to that vanity aspect of yourself of, oh, this feels nice. I like the validation. I like the attention. I like the feeling of this. Then there's, um, the energy is being siphoned off. And over time, that's where we lose our life force. It's where you'll see a lot happening in marriages, for example, where on the surface, the partner, often often a man, will look like he's, you know, kind and nice and giving his wife whatever it is she needs. And yet she's she's suffering in some way. She's losing her life force. She's not in full glow. She's not in full radiance. There's something happening. And on the surface, it's unnoticeable. It's indetectable. You can't see it because the person, say in this instance, the man is showing up as he should show up. He's being really loving and kind and whatever it is, but there's something going on. Unless both people in a partnership are very radiant and glowing, energy is being siphoned off somewhere. So it's quite hard to detect, but we've got to see where we're seeking in another something. We've got to be really honest with ourselves. Why am I here? What is it that this person provides me with, whether it's a partner, friendship, family? What is it that I get from this? And to be honest, whether if that wasn't there, whether that would not feel good to you. Is there a exchange? And that's that invisible social contract. I'll give you this if you give me that. And so we're not in wholeness. We're not in authenticity. This is where it might be like a job. A nine-to-five is typical where uh, someone will be in a nine-to-five job not really enjoying it. They enjoy it enough to stay, but they don't feel that they can just leave and go and get something else that they would much more prefer. So they put up with a boss that's irritating or isn't very nice or they just don't like aspects of the job. They put, they sell their soul a little bit, and we all do it to some extent. And that's what this episode is about. It's the journey back to authenticity, that our souls will not be sold. They're not for sale at any level, whether it's just a, a compliment from somebody because they think they can get something from you if they give you a bit of attention, whether it's a bit of love bombing from a romantic interest where they feel that they can get something, um, whether it's in a job and, you know, there's all, it can be so tiny to big, um, this exchange of I'll give you this or it can be quite, um, what's the word, it can be where both people agree of, okay, you give me this and I'll give you that. 
And it can be one-sided where I'm going to show up in this way and give you everything you need, but I actually know what I want from you. And that's it's these little frequencies we've got to be highly observant of. So when we don't need anything from external reality, it is provided, and that's where it gets this is the the deepest layer. This is the layer of that deep dive that is talking about when you go free diving and you dive right down, right before there's going to be, uh, you know, if you go too far down, the, well, what, what happens is there's just before potential death happens, there's this moment of sheer bliss of a different state of consciousness. And so as a diver, you have to be skilled at understanding where that um that point is and you don't go beyond it but you can go right down into that point and it becomes that if you watch the deep i think it's the deep blue uh, where they they show that so what happens is we have to come so deep into our own authenticity and trust that life will give us everything we need that nothing is in the external reality that we have to go and sell a piece of our soul for, that we go and have that we have to go and fragment ourselves for. And we do a lot of this subconsciously. Um, and sometimes it's only in hindsight that we notice what's happened. In the moment, in the relationship, we often can't see it. I'd say mostly we can't see it unless it's very um it's more of a sort of toxic type of relationship. But generally, uh, this is happening between what looks like an amazing we're in love type relationship. That we're in love type relationship is often a co-idealization. It's a shared fantasy. And it's, again, that invisible social contract, which it's a codependency. There's a loss of uh, authenticity because now each person has to shift they might actually have to shift a lot to keep the other person happy or might be these very micro shifts of coming away from who they truly are in order to keep the other to keep what it is that the other is providing them with as i say it's so it goes so deep and that's the that's the work at this level is to see what is it that I think I need on the external? And there's nothing. All that's needed is to come back into yourself, come back home, home to yourself, and do, do what your heart truly wants to do. And so that's where we get into this feeling of like, uh, when people don't un- know what their purpose is or there's not that clarity or there's not that ease that's often because there's the authenticity piece is not there so now it's like well I my heart my soul or my heart would really like to do this thing but maybe it's to yeah do something creative but I need need the money so I'm going to have to do something that I see other people doing that they're all doing this thing to have an amazing business or to have a, a whatever it is that they want and so now we're back in those rainy dark woods uh, with all the predators 
and it's you know that observation of okay how you know how do I get what what it is I need so it's it's that return the return to authenticity of there is nothing it's full surrender and to allow the naturalness of life to take over and so there can't be this living in fantasy, living in the visions of others, letting others pull you into their fantasy, letting others pull you into their pendulum. And although you can observe what others are doing, it has no influence on you. There's no feeling of like, yeah, there's just no influence. It's just you're so attuned to your own your own frequency, your own authenticity, and that trust that in that authenticity, you're in wholeness. So as we go a little bit deeper into this, authenticity is wholeness. Wholeness is oneness, it's unity consciousness. In your authenticity, in our authenticity, we're not separate. So we can see from a spiritual level when we're not separate from anything, everything is provided. It's all there. And it's through that authenticity that we experience it, whether it's through synchronicity, whether it's through whatever means, whatever it is you need will be there. But there's going to be that aspect of us that doesn't trust that and will venture excuse me, we'll venture back out into those rainy, howling woods and go, no, there's, I need something outside of this warm, cozy cottage. I can't just be myself. I can't just have that simplicity. It can't be that easy. And yet it is that easy. So as soon as we walk out of that cottage door, we split. We're now not in unity consciousness. We're now back in the external reality, which is a very different game. It's different rules. It's diff- it's just different out there. And so authenticity is the key to manifestation. And of course, we're manifesting all of the time. We're never not manifesting. Every little thing is a manifestation. And that authenticity is absolutely key. So the journey becomes, can we just make that the journey back home, back to ourselves, back to authenticity, back to simplicity? I don't know where I read it um, or saw it or heard it, but it was about we're not moving, we're not moving forward. I think it was because I was going to be reading The Odyssey by Homer we're not moving forward, we're moving backwards. And that's how it's meant to be. We're moving back to who we were, who we were meant to be, who are originally our authenticity. We're moving back into the archetypal story of what it is to be human. And we're being we're pulling back to home. And so we've been out there in the external reality, moving and pushing into the future pushing into what doesn't exist. We see it in others, but that's a 
it's in the fantasy realm for us while it's not within our um, manifested form in our life. And so the return to self, the return to love, the return to authenticity is moving backwards. So if you can just feel into your body, if you close your eyes and just feel your body and instead of pushing your energy out into the external of like, what can I go and get? Instead of pushing your energy outside of that cottage into the dark, cold, windy, rainy night, pull all of your energy back, come back into the cottage, find yourself just stepping back one step at a time, gently shutting the door back into the warmth, back into home, back into authenticity, back into oneness. And in this point, everything is provided. Everything is there. There's nothing there's nothing outside of the cottage. So you come back in, you trust in that authenticity, in your feminine energy, in the knowing that no transaction is needed. If you look at the, the natural world, there's no transaction. Every every part of the, the natural world takes what it needs and just what it needs. It doesn't try to take more. It just pulls back into being in that, that connection to the natural world. And now there's that peace and there's that freedom. And of course, who knows what can manifest from that amazing place? Who knows how much your words of wisdom or your whatever it is, your, your healing or whatever it is you're here to do on the planet, how that can reach out now and affect the whole planet and how that can pull back so many beautiful gifts back to you so that your, your cottage is now full of diamonds and pearls and rubies and it's full of these exquisite jewels that everyone wanted to share with you and they wanted to give you freely. You didn't have to go and take them. Everyone just wanted to share their jewels with you. And so now as you shared your jewels of wisdom, other people shared their actual jewels with you. Again, it's a metaphor of, you know, bringing in that abundance, bringing in whatever it is um, your that is part of your own nature. And so you have all of this, you know, this beautiful, these beautiful jewels that people just wanted to give you as an act of love because they were so moved by what it is you were giving them. And so that's the place of love. Love is being. Love is not doing. We're just being love. There's nothing to do. And so as we're in love, so we'll talk about it in relation to relationship and family and partners and friends, and we'll talk about it in relationship practically to business. And so when we look at the family, the relationship, partner, friendship dynamic, there's nothing to give them. Of course, we, we tend to give in order to receive. 
And the overgivers are really in that place of, I've got to keep giving because I need this person. I need them to give me something. And that's when we go through the seven seven deadly sins and just note, what is it that I think I need from them? What is it that I don't believe I just have? It's already within me. So there's something that someone or people have that we'll overgive and overgive and overgive. And so in that state of pure love, there is nothing to give. And again, it's not this individualistic shut off from everybody. Um, it's the opposite of when we don't have anything. There's not We're not giving anything to anyone. There's no transaction now. And so you feel your, scent, your aura is just strong. It's just love. And so anyone coming into your field of love, your frequency of love, your aura of love, that is what they, that's their gift. That's the gift you give to them. And they feel that love. They feel their hearts open. They feel that you're not taking anything that they feel free around you. And that's when people want to give. And that's the abundance of receiving, is that this isn't in any way, oh, we don't take anything from anyone, or we don't have anything, that we have to just be individual. It's the opposite. When we don't need anything, when people feel free around us, when they feel a sense of pure love, and we've got to be careful here because we can get into that well it does feel like love um but if we can really sense the truth of that then we'll people just want to give and we're giving to everybody else um it's natural and so then in relationship now we're not projecting we're not overthinking we're not analyzing we're not personalizing anything we're not creating assumptions we're not creating any karma or attachment it is pure freedom and that's where the magnetism is that's where in that freedom people are just there they're just there for you and there's no cognitive dissonance there's just a state of being and a state of ease and joy and you know these steps sometimes this way of being in life seems intangible it seems like oh well that's a nice concept but doesn't really work in real life and what I'm saying is if we take the step to move into authenticity to observe where we think we need something in the external reality to notice where we are being in vanity where we do need attention or we do need this or we do need that because just because it feels good then we know that we have to let that go and allow whatever is going to come to us to come to us naturally in our authenticity and so when we take it into um well let me just say about the, the the relationship space in that wholeness in in authentic in the authenticity you attract others who are also in authenticity who are also in wholeness you don't attract predators and remember the predators come as shiny lovely good looking amazing 
people or objects. They come in disguise. Of course, they have to be in disguise. Who's going to willingly give all of all of everything that they have to give to someone who's clearly a predator? So they come in disguise. And that's where we have to have discernment. So in the gene keys, we have the shadow vanity, the pathway of discernment into purity. And purity is about the heart, a pure heart. And we can only reach the pure heart status, that status of oneness where we are no longer separate from anything. We just don't have to try it all. Everything we want just shows up. Then that's the state of purity. But we have to have discernment. And it's through vanity. It's the, the again, I'm not talking so much about people's personality. Um, I'm more talking about frequency. That's when the predator frequency comes in. And someone might not, it might be an amazing person and they don't even know that they're doing it because a lot of the, the taking is done on a subconscious level through fear. And so that's why it's not really a surface level thing. It's not a good versus bad. It's a frequency level thing that we all don't know, even know that we're doing it. But when we're in vanity and we want this thing, we want that thing, we think this person can give it to us. Or if we're aligned with that person, or if we align with that group of people, then we'll get what we want. That's pure vanity. And that's where we become. A victim to whatever energy is going to be taken in a real world real world real world uh, example of this is when there's this vanity and we're looking to the external of like oh i see what they've got if i just align with them i'll have the same thing and yet your energy gets sucked by them and then they get they get bigger and bigger and bigger in terms of energetically, they get more and more and more. Um, but those people are probably also addicted to the vanity aspect of, oh, I like this attention, or I like this money, or I like the success, or I like uh, whatever is being given. And they want more and more and more. And so they're now out of authenticity. So we can start to see at that level, everyone is moving out of authenticity and yet on the surface it looks all very spiritual it looks all very nice um but there's these certain you can feel it intuitively that it's not right and so that's who i'm speaking to in this episode it's not i'm not speaking to everybody because we're all at different parts and who you know there's no wrong and there's no right it's just different parts of the journey and so that vanity part where people are feeding each other's egos or feeding each other's sense of safety and protection and whatever it is that is completely um the right thing for a, a lot of people because the part of the journey i'm speaking to it can't be done by everybody it's too it's too it's too far I can't think of the words too far along uh, the specific part of this journey and so there's no, what I'm saying there's no, I don't see it as wrong or right I'm just saying this episode is for a very specific part of the journey where you look on the external and if, if that that sort of stuff doesn't feels ugly feels icky 
and not that it is to you know can present itself as beautiful but there's something in the soul it's like no there's something wrong here i don't feel that we just we know just like a relationship the person comes beautifully packaged you know just really showing up absolute perfection and yet the soul knows it picks up you could call it the red flags and the red flags get ignored because in vanity we're like ah well you know they've got the success or they look like that or they've got this thing or that resource or these friends or that fame or they're gonna have something and that's again going back to the seven deadly sins what is it that they can tempt you with Again, it might not be conscious, uh, but what is it that you can be tempted by? That you can sell a piece of your soul to go, yeah, I want that. So I'm gonna, I'm gonna let a little bit of my frequency, my energy, go out into um, that, and not keep all of it with me, and completely. Uh, contained, unfragmented, in wholeness, individuated. And in that relations aspect, if we meet someone else who is individuated, you just come together with no codependency, just being alongside each other. And if you're to split, there's, there's there's no entangled energy. It's a clean energy. And that's a, you know, I would assume it's a constant work towards that. And it's a constant connection to holding that authenticity. Because of when we are in relationship to another, it is easy to give the power away. It's easy to go, you make me feel good. You know, you do the job for me. And then I don't have to do it. And then we see all of the problems in relationship. So that's the relationship space. In that authenticity, there's just peace between two people. And there should be radiance with both, full health with both. I wonder how much ill health is down to a lack of authenticity, a loss of ourselves, a loss of our soul, fragmentation happening. I'd really love to know how much ill health comes through that. So we move into the other practical arena of business and purpose of uh, money to live on this planet, uh, shelter, food, clothes, all of the things that we we have to have. And that's where we get the biggest uh, resistance here of, but I need these things. I can't not have them. So I have to then venture out to go and get them. And yet that's not the truth. The truth is it's provided for you in a way that is beyond your own limited imaginations, beyond all of our own limited imaginations. It, it's almost like, in because of course in that wholeness, you're going to attract wholeness. So you're going to attract the people who are authentic the people who aren't predators, again, not predators that they're, you know, not nice people, whatever, but just their subconscious predatorship, that they don't even know it's happening, where they're going to be there to take energy. Often, you know, especially if you work in the coaching space, people will shower you with whatever it is, um, you know, love and energy, and they will withdraw it 
when um you know when the time comes and that's got a predator feel to it it's like they came to take something um and so as you move into authenticity then that that you're protected from predators and so that can't happen can't happen in your business can't happen in relationship um over time because sometimes it's very it's completely undetectable but you notice a loss of life force over time maybe misfortune things not going well maybe they go right in some areas and not in others but there's always something going on that your life isn't in full flow and that as as i say that can happen over the span of decades and we might never know that it's happened it's so subtle but the protection is to go in into our own authenticity and keep questioning what is it that I need outside of myself? What is it pulling me to go, I need this thing. I need this. I need that. I need to be more like this person. And to be really honest with our own shadow and come out of that um, that neediness and come just into authenticity. So we step back, go back into this business space of where there is a transaction on the surface level it looks like there's a transaction and yet it can be done without transaction and as I say we're all a work in progress we will probably for a time keep that transaction there because it's only in that full surrendered release that all transaction stops and that's where that flow of life just comes back in but it's you know it's a journey and to to surrender at that level is you know it's truly one of the highest levels of consciousness because we don't know what we're going to receive we're now no longer in control now it's just the divine moving through us um giving us exactly what we our soul needs not what our mind thinks we need. We're not there in the cottage looking out to the other cottages going, oh, well, I prefer that cottage. It's just knowing that in your cottage, the one that you are in authentically is the one you're meant to be in. And to love, love your own little cottage. So in business, you open, it's, you open all of the portals to receive. You allow people to give you whatever it is they want to give you. And you can set a value of, well, you know, I believe my, you know, that, you know, it's not that everything has to be done for free. That would be the the ultimate level um, where you're not even setting that. So there's, there's, there's some steps in this and you can just go to the full level of like, I will just... Um, share what's on my heart but the caveat here is sometimes this can be done from a place of I'm just going to be a martyr I'm going to sacrifice myself I'm just going to give and give and give and not care about myself and that's not what I'm saying at all in our authenticity we do have a love for ourselves and so we're not going to do anything that doesn't just feel that it's part of what our soul's meant to do, that if we never receive anything back, we are still so in love with with whatever it is we're doing or in service or, again, it's 
it's pulling all of the energy back to ourselves of coming into almost like a selfishness of what is it I want to do? Um, what is it that fulfills me that if I never was to be paid for it, if I was just in this natural world without payment or without having to need anything, what would I be doing? Because often a lot of healers and a lot of people in the space of service and spiritual space, they pretend they're here to be of service to others. And it's so it's not true. They're here to yeah, they like to help people out. And often that can come under the guise of a transaction of actually, I'm going to help you, but I need something back. We also go a little bit deeper into spiritual narcissism of people liking the attention, liking the ability that they have, the ability they have that uh, healing um, power and it's not coming from a place of authenticity. It's coming from a place of vanity of like, if we look at any sort of spiritual guru, it's going to be a lot of narcissism going on there. They love the attention and they want more and more and more of the attention. It's not just a quiet, I'm going to spread, you know, I'm going to whoever needs to receive my message, it's here. It is a love of the attention um, or love of the resources, or love of the influence, or love of the fame, whatever whatever it is that they're wanting. So there's a lot of narcissism in that. So we can't see that if people are spiritual, if they're healers, if they're empaths, or any of this, that there is this, oh, well, they're just inherently good. They're inherently givers, because it's often the givers who are the takers. It's often the givers who are siphoning off energy. Um, and as I say, it does. It can just be very subconscious. So we have to again keep going back to ourselves and asking ourselves, what am I trying to get from the external? What is it that I am authentically? What is my authenticity? And to keep moving through that, keep coming into wholeness. Because in that wholeness, in that authenticity, there is nothing to get. We'll be given everything that it is we need. Still have to go back to that that caveat. This is not an episode for everybody. Because some people are not um, in that level of consciousness where that all of the preparation and um, purification has been done to the point where it's not going to completely blow out the nervous system or complete, completely stress someone out. And where they end up with nothing, they end up completely depleted and with nothing because it has to come from this place of knowing, knowing in your, at your soul level that this is a truth and you can feel it's about the authenticity. So I'd say there's a lot of work that happens before this point is reached. And so there's often some people, again, it's a vanity thing. Sometimes in a, a spiritual awakening or spiritual journey, there's this desire to jump to another point where it's like, oh, I've, I'm in this place of, you know, full surrender. And yet, yet, subconsciously, it's, that's not happening. 
subconsciously they're still in the forest that's dark and cold and raining and then there's that depletion there's things fall apart or they're not they're not in that full abundance and that's when a, we, we're trying to skip through this aspect of vanity to a place that uh, we might not be ready for and we might hear if we're thinking I am ready for it maybe we're not ready for it either I don't know but um definitely there's we can we can have a sense of the different um the different I think we can sense where we are on the journey and so we're getting a lot of uh, feedback from our external reality we're seeing what is in the external reality as to who's doing what and what doesn't look good what doesn't feel good and coming back to actually I don't want to do that thing I don't want to go into the seven deadly sins of like well I I need this thing and I need that thing and I want this and I want that and um all of this so in the business aspect it's about just doing expressing your love and having portals open for that people you know there's ways people can work with you can be in your aura can be in your frequency can work with your healing gifts can work with your philosophical gifts can work you know it's it's a welcoming of everybody in and allowing them to gift you either gift you what they want or gift you at a level that you that is um you know is in alignment with what you feel uh, but it's not this going out into the external and uh, taking from a frequency of taking so I hope that come I hope that's being made clear that transaction that when people you know if they love what it is you do they love in this I've been giving the examples of like healing or uh, teaching or you know whatever happens in the spiritual realm of business in when people can feel that they can just join you there's no pressure there's just like oh I really like what you're doing or saying or teaching or healing I want to I would love to be part of that and so you haven't coerced anyone into it you haven't taken anyone into a shared fantasy you haven't um, pulled anyone into your pendulum in a non-natural way you've just been yourself you've just been authentic and then whoever lands in your space because it feels good to them that's who lands in your space and so we start to see a beautiful authentic way of living here whether it's in business in relationship because of course this is just a, a marketplace uh, we're all here to exchange our gifts, our ideas, you know, our you know products. It is a market. Uh, it's a marketplace, as they say. Richard Rudd says in the Gene Keys, we're all. It's a marketplace of truth. We're all putting. We've all got our little stall with our slice of truth on it, and we're all, you know. Going, what's 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 the truth here? What's the truth there? And buying little slices of it, but gradually, 
we come into our own authenticity of our full truths within us. And it's that full truth, and it takes time to, you know, it takes time, practice, understanding to understand what's going on here. But we're moving towards full truth within, where there's no observation on the external reality. And that is when life is is moving through you, moves through us. And it's through authenticity. So authenticity is our wholeness. Our wholeness is our lack of separation from life. Our wholeness is our connection to everything. And when we're fully connected, we are in the realm of synchronicity. And as we 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 uh, swim in the sea of synchronicity, everything we need is there right at the moment we need it. Um, I got a message from somebody who had listened to one of the feminine uh, in business episodes, and she was saying, um, you know, there was a time when that was really happening for her, and she'd step out and it was raining. And there would just be happen happened to be a man with an umbrella there for her, and she had that experience of what life was like, where you need something and it's it's there, and that is the truth of how life works in authentic authenticity and wholeness. Whatever you need is there when you need it, and you have to trust that. And so it's that that step here is to have that audit of authenticity where are we out of alignment from our own, own authenticity where is it that we're trying to get something from somebody or taking something or we're under the influence of invisible social contracts of i'll give you this if you give me that or i'll love you if you love me or i'll make you happy if you make me happy and of course we see in relationship when that doesn't happen racial you know you have issues in the relationship so that's that's where we are in this episode we're talking about the pureness of manifestation the divine feminine the sensuality of being feminine of um you know if i'm going to experience it in my body which i'm sure you experience as well is when i'm not worried about anything when I know everything is coming and it's going to be there just as I need it and I can fully relax, I just feel my heart open. I feel like dancing. I feel like listening to music. And when I'm listening to music, all I can hear is just like every little note is so crystal clear. And I can feel that whole universe moving through my body. And that's the 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 being feminine that our bodies are just, they're going to feel a certain way when we are in that authentic place, when we're out of our mind, out of the logical mind, and just completely relaxed in our magnetism, in our authenticity, and in ease. This is the true nature of ease. This is a, Often ease is being taught from a surface level masculine perspective. Um, and you'll see this if you observe others. Uh, you can see that it uh, has a very masculine way of uh, presenting what ease looks like for the feminine. So that's what we do. We move into 
deep, deep, deep authenticity, authenticity to the level where you might feel like you're going to die because there is no, there's no hook into the external reality. You're withdrawing every little hook bit by bit, hook by hook. And as you do that, you're going deeper and deeper into the deep blue sea, like the free divers, and you're starting to experience the the consciousness, the bliss, and the abundance and the ease and the absolute effortlessness. And it's the experience of the natural world. So I hope this episode was insightful. I think when we just really meditate on it, that it should hold a lot of power. And yeah, I hope you've really enjoyed this episode. Take care.